are listening to the bomb hole. Bomb hole podcast. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> the bomb hole. Gonna slide down in big hills. You know what I mean? On a big, nice burgundy snowboard. Okay, here we go again. Another week of the bomb hole presented by Pub Beer, Solomon Snowboards, and Wild Mike's Pizza. Now, Stony Buds, how are we doing this week, my friend? Doing so good, my dog. Always love hearing that. Now, to my left, we have Harrison Gordon, a.k.a. Harrison Gore-Tex, a.k.a. The Powder Pan- Panda, a.k.a. Mammy Swag, a.k.a. Harry G, a.k.a. Gordy Howe, a.k.a. Gordon Lightfoot. Gordy Howe, what's going on? Just hanging. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, you got quite a few uh, nicknames. A.k.a. Heathcliff. Nickname. I do, I do. I've also had Heathcliff, of course. Heathcliff, uh, unfamiliar. The red-haired cat. Oh, oh. What about oh Garfield? Yeah, Garfield. I think is more. Oh, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't Garfield. Heathcliff red too? I think Heathcliff was his buddy, or who's Heathcliff? I, I forget. It's I have another no cat. Idea Probably the the generation before. I'm a little older than you guys. Yeah, OG uh, Garfield. OG Garfield. Yeah. Buds was born in the 1800s, so yeah. it's uh, that's cool. I was born shortly after. So. Shortly after. So uh, you're originally from SoCal. Uh, as maybe our listeners do or do not know. And one of the things about living in SoCal is that you can do surf, skate, snow in a day. The trifecta. Now, how do you feel about the trifecta? I have not been a fan of the trifecta. I always kind of thought it was whack, to be honest. Like, people would always just be barking at me about how they did the trifecta, even before Instagram, before, you know, the big bragging time really started. But, uh... But uh, now I've actually done one myself. I did bust into one the first day of the season this winter. Wasn't it kind of an accidental tri- trifecta in a way? It was. It was more of an organic um, feel, I guess you could say. I, I went surfing early in the morning, and then I kind of had a mini panic attack, like, should I go snowboarding thing, which I did then you know, go snowboard for a few hours. And uh, and then late that evening, I slappied a curb. So it wasn't like full on, you know, and also I didn't really publicize it to, you know. Well, you didn't do a trifecta. Then, that doesn't really sound the like whole, a The whole premise of a trifecta is jamming it down your followers' throats that you did a trifecta. Like hashtag trifecta, you know, we're do- maybe oh, yeah. going up the chairlift like, Woo! we're doing a trifecta, you know, like. Totally. That's yeah, the, no, that's I also got to do more than just a slappy and a. No what? curb, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I counted like it. For I think it, no, I think it counts. It. For I me, I was like, oh, I did the three things, you know, in one. Did you catch a dope wave? It was decent. Yeah, decent. Yeah, it was decent. The only people that care about the trifecta are the people doing the trifecta. Just for the record, if, oh, if people are wondering when they're doing it, like the people watching this on my Instagram are really going to love this trifecta. I can assure you, we're not. Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, it was cool back in the day. They had that ultimate border contest. I always thought that was kind of cool where they had like surfing, skating and snowboarding. And then, you know, they obviously uh, it doesn't happen anymore. But I kind of thought that was cool. Who, who do you think? I do remember that event. Who do you think would win that currently in these uh, this day and age? Ooh, that's tough because we got those younger guys who are good at everything. Like I mean, Brock's a wicked surfer. Is, can he skate well? And, yeah. That's what the question. Yeah. You know, he can hit. Yeah, you know who I got? You know. you know, I got Mark Mick. Yeah, he probably could. Mark Mick probably could do really well, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a few out there who are triple threats. I think Shane Pospisil used to do really well back in the day in the OG ones. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, maybe Judd, too, could do something. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hankies is yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah. Hankies is a problem. Well, uh, I don't know if you guys, any of you guys watch uh, conventional sports, but I'm a big hockey guy, personally, and I've always seen the hockey players do sniffing salts right before they get off the bench uh, to kind of get them fired up. I figured, boys, it's the beginning of the show. We got some uh, sniffing salts. Never really dabbled, but I think we should... Uh, we should maybe hit one to make sure we have a good show. We break it in half? I'm you, down. You squeeze uh, it. You, you squeeze, squeeze it. it. Squeeze the middle. I need, to get, I okay. need to get one. Oh. Hand, hand oh. yours over to him. Oh, my God. Woo. Woo. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't inhale big, dude. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Yeah. Holy fuck. Dude. I feel like I could rip this desk right off the frame oh, right holy now. Holy yeah. shit. Wow. I want to like run through my garage Hyper door right focused. now. Yeah. It's, okay. I f- it feels like laser focused. <laughs> I can still smell it. Feels like we weren't supposed to smell that. No. But yeah, well, I think it's what working. What do we do with it? It's got liquid. No, you're good. Just leave it there. You can always hit it for a little refresh. I have never heard of that, but um, yeah, I thank you. No, I, I have heard of it in like boxing and someone gets knocked out. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's what they put under their the nose. smelling salts. Oh, totally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jump right off the ground, ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get it a lot more now. Yeah, imagine if you were sleeping and something. We should try that on a trip. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, See, just wait for it, someone's uh, totally KO'd, two in the morning. Could happen really easily. We have a trip where we're all going to be on. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we might want to try to get well, some yeah. footage of that. That's true. We're going to Mammoth with Mammy Swag. That's true. We might have to... Uh, we might have to uh, Hit Hup with that one. He doesn't even know. Yeah, he just so that, walked out. I know, so that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's kind of a, a lively character, too. It could work really well. <laughs> Let's do this. So, Blood-packed. Uh, w- one thing I was curious about, you got the nickname uh, Mammy Swag. Now, can you explain? Um, so I've spent a lot of time in Mammoth, and I think, um, you know, some of the homies like Griffin and also Blake Paul, they um, they really started to hone in on the fact that I like still sag, and uh, maybe maybe my goggles are even kind of low at some points. Really, it, it kind of comes from like Matt Hammer vibes, and obviously like Gabe Taylor and Grenade homies. You know, yeah, shout out to all those people. Um, but yeah, it has, I think it, that's where it really comes from. And so, because I live in Mammoth still, you know, I personify a lot of those things. I didn't know they rocked the goggles low. Oh, yeah. Dude, you watch old footage of Matt Hammer. It's like below the ears. It's oh, crazy. I was thinking at the front. I was like, you only oh, have you so sag the front, too. Leverage. You sag it's, it's both. Oh, you get the gaper gap it's when both. you do that? No, you got to rock the, the resi low, kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The whole, everything just adjusted. Just a little lower, so you can't you can't really see the nose. But um, ah. I'm sure there's some there's some great documentation of uh, I have seen that of this out there. If you want to watch California like thing. you know a great display of uh, Mammy swag, you know Matt Hammer specifically would be the Nixon Jib Fest video, the original one. Mm. You want to take a look at like upside down dragon goggle strap sagged about as low upside as upside down get. even. Oh yeah, that was kind of a little bonus. Yeah, Mammy you can swag. flip them, flip them. You know, that's a conscious decision to turn it upside down. I think it's kind of a cool guy move, I and like also. White Balance is also another great reference mm-hmm. for... Uh, John Jackson. Yes. But John Jackson, also famous Mammy-style person. Mm-hmm. You know? Very famous. That's a Mammy thing, huh? Well, I guess, yeah. We might have to rock that next week when we're all out there. Yeah. Let's do it. So we have uh, a guest question, which is presented by Solomon Snowboards, from a mammoth loke herself, none other than Steffi Luxton. Here we go. Hey, Stone, Chris, and Harrison. Hope all is going well in the booth. Um, I have a quick question for Harrison today, and it is, 
if there was a movie about your life, what actor would you get to play yourself? All right, look forward to hearing this podcast and love you guys' work. Talk soon. Wow. Great question. Great that question. is a good question. One of my favorite questions. Yeah, I, I mean, think that's one of our, our best questions to come in. For me, it's easy. Who we got? Keanu. Oh, Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that's a curveball. I don't think yeah, that's... I wasn't going, you know, you know, going You know who I got for my personal? Lebowski. Lebowski. John C. Riley was a Griff. Griff or no? Who's who, John C. Riley? No, Steffi told me that her answer would be John C. Riley. He's the guy who plays uh, Step Brothers, the other brother that's not oh, Will Ferrell. That guy's great. He's hilarious. That's a yeah, good yeah. one. Um, I never knew that guy's name. Another guy's acceptable great. answer, I I think that comes to mind. Uh, Garfield, the cat. Yeah, Garfield. Would yeah, be Garfield a great would be an easy one too. I just kind of <laughs> always been into Keanu Reeves, you know, like ever since uh, Bill and Ted's. Oh yeah. So yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Griffin said Seth Rogen. Oh, shit. That would be pretty good, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, so they're thinking it's a comedy, I guess. <laughs> Dude, if Seth Rogen played you, that'd be awesome. I would be honored, yeah. But to, to me, that'd I feel cool. like if I'm looking at a person to play you, your pace, like, even somebody threw out, um, shit, who is the guy that does those new Buick commercials? He's like, I get older, they stay the same age. Oh, McConaughey? McConaughey. Somebody threw up McConaughey. No way. Sick. That's a, that's a good one. It's like a thank very you. handsome man right Whoever there. said that, yeah. thank you. Yeah. But the, to me, your pace is your pace of life is just steady, and it's, it's not fast. McConaughey in that movie? McConaughey, I think, is just, I think he moves a little too quick sometimes. In so, that movie, he's pretty slow, he's, He is yeah. slow in that. He's pretty decisive, it seems. Yeah. I mean, he's just a great actor. Yeah, he's good. I'm I bet big... he would dye his hair red and... Got to sag his pants and wear his goggles low. Yeah. Pretty much that's it. I yeah. think you go animation, you go Garfield. Garfield. Or you go. Number one. The, this is another point. This is another thing that could be, Harrison, is uh, so I, you're you're known as the Powder Panda, okay? And Griffin explained it to me in the in the way that you, your movements are a lot like a panda. If you look at a panda, they're not necessarily moving quickly through life. They're kind of moving at a very Harrison like pace eating eucalyptus yes. stuff like that <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so hanging I, in the trees yeah. now i figured i played a lot of 1080 snowboarding as a kid and there was a little cheat code where you could have a snowboarding panda i love that yeah. and i to me i think your true <clears throat> calling would be the 1080 snowboarding uh snowboarding pan, panda if you guys remember he had a gigantic head i uh, do so I do remember that yeah, yeah. you it know it's awesome I love that game. I like the sound effects a lot too. You know, just like one eight three, one eight, one eight, three six, three six. Like, is that what yeah, goes through your mind? Yeah, when they you're never once. They like barely, like only a couple times could you get it to say like seven twenty. Maybe mm -hmm. I don't even know if you could. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know, but I love that game. Good game. Side question: So if if we um, if we're doing a movie about your life and we have the snowboarding panda from Ten Eighty Snowboarding is playing you, Same. who would play Griffin Siebert? That's a good question. Hmm. I'm just kind of thinking of like uh of other comedic actors. But I mean, I think uh I think Larry David could be actually a good uh -huh, one. That's a for good him. one, dude. <laughs> um I've actually seen I've seen him I've seen Griffin have like there's one episode where Larry keeps like catching his pockets on the the corner of the drawers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it happen to Griffin in real life. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, look at this. It's like straight up. So 
It's funny you say that. I just walked out of Chris's house and caught my vest on his uh, screen door. Oh, that happens. <laughs> I was like, what? Does this happen to anyone else? It's catchy, yeah. It's one of I've those things. I've never caught my, I'm too short probably to catch my pants on a No, those things are incredibly, it, it looks like they're like designed, designed, to, <laughs> designed to, to do that. Yeah. Damn. So going back to the nickname uh, Powder Panda, um, do, do you know how you got that? I think it started last winter. Uh, sometime last winter, I know, yeah, of course, obviously, if anybody knows me, they know I'm not exactly in a rush all the time. Or maybe most Any times. Time. <laughs> uh, and so I think yeah, I get the panda part. And then I think, you know, the powder part was just because, like, I would come out, like, I would come back and I would just have, like, you know, crazy caked on snow on my beard, like, <laughs> mega style. And they'd be like, what's going on? Did you did you get a face shot? Or, you know, I think that's kind of how it started. And then I heard yeah. there was there was a interesting uh, situation happening last year riding Brighton. Uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of cheering happening. A lot of, you, you, you. Oh. And they uh, couldn't figure out who it was. And lo and behold, it was the Powder Panda. And he was hiding in the woods, cheering on people? Yeah, it wasn't the hiding. No, it was a very open in the woods, usually standing right next to the cameraman, too. Uh. Kind of just going like, yeah, like <laughs> super loud. And it's something I haven't really been aware of until last winter. <laughs> and then, like, uh, Blake did some like some research online. I don't know, not research, but like he like looked back at some old videos and found it like in like a bunch of old videos too. Just, <laughs> he went like, CSI Miami <laughs> there, like after the fact, like you know someone's riding away, and then I'm just saying that. Yeah, respect. Yeah. Oh, uh, back to the getting um, too stoked, I guess. But back to what that happens to me too when I'm shooting photos and mm-hmm. yeah. catch me in a lot of video clips yelling. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Go- going back to what you said earlier with the. Uh, you move at a slow pace. Today, uh, Harrison was supposed to be here at 12. He, he showed up uh, after 1, about one eleven. What time hour, is it right now? Hour and 10 minutes late. Because look at his board. It's still wet. Yeah. But he was being the powder panda, you know. he. Uh, I called him at uh, 11.57, and I was like, hey, you know, are you going to be here? You're supposed to be here in three minutes. He's like, I'm uh, going up to chairlift right now. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. And, you know, I was getting it from all sides today. It was like Harry was telling me, like, don't worry about it, buddy. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I got to get out of here. But, yeah, I went shredding today, and I was cutting it close. And I I do apologize to the bomb hole and the listeners uh, if you're out there. We're going to air your episode a little late to make up for it. (laughs) Instead of 7, it's going to come out at 9. It's an hour later, yeah. Or 10 or 8. Because you were shredding that pal, probably. Going to be. I mean, I guess that's what you're supposed to be doing, huh? Yeah, I mean, I really, um, I did have, today was a powder day, so I do, I I wish that we were all there together. Enjoying no friends it. on a powder day, huh? Um, but, oh, yes. one One thing back to what was absolutely infuriating to me is I called, uh, I called Harrison at 11.57 or whatever time it was, supposed to be here at noon, he picks up, and in the background, I'm pretty sure it was Danimal's. I just hear powder day. <laughs> that did happen. It was actually. And, he goes, and Harrison goes, dude, chill. <laughs> He's, I, I seriously, because it was actually Wiz, by the way. It was Wiz. And I was like, dude, fuck you, man. Like, I know that's exactly what you want, but you're making this worse. You know? You're making it worse. Yeah. So let's go back to some formative years. You're from SoCal. And then I know you moved to Mammoth when you're 16. 
Yeah. Uh, young young child. And I got a quick bo- uh, note from Scott Blum that said you got kicked out of school or something like that? I didn't get kicked out of school. I got suspended in ninth grade um, for a cannabis-related incident. And, uh, and then that kind of spawned me uh, to exit normal high school and start doing independent study. And then from there, I like took a little, uh, took a test and I graduated early and moved up to Mammoth with Scott, actually. Your GED? It's something like the GED. It's called the California High School Proficiency Exam. It's like, I think GED, you technically have to be 17 or something. I wasn't 17. Wow. So you were done with school at like ninth grade? I was done after 10th grade. 10th grade. Yeah. But I went straight to junior college up in Mammoth. You know, that was how, uh. That was how I pulled it. Tricked my parents into yeah. me doing that one. It's going to say, man. I, I mean, it didn't I'd take a lot of tricking. Yeah. yeah. They were down. But. That's cool. Yeah. Super lucky. Super lucky with that. So, um, you know, a lot of people don't know. I, I've, I've known you for a long time. I know you to be very intelligent. Thank uh, you. And a world of maybe, maybe people don't know that. But uh, I think we have, we have a special surprise thing we're going to do this episode in regards to that subject. And uh, Eastone has no idea about this. So I'm going to hit the intro and Buds is going to find out right now what we're doing. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. It's the bomb hole spelling bee. Don't fuck up. You can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? <laughs> We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to... You killed it. Thank that you. was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah, we're doing our first ever uh, spelling bee here uh, on the bomb hole. I can't spell good. <laughs> I don't think I I don't have a high like feeling about my spelling either, really. So if that makes you feel better. Hey, you gotta have a little confidence buds going into that. Mm, going into I this. just know it's not a strong suit. I before E except after C. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got for you. These words you may know, buds. Um so, let's see. Yeah, here we go. Who wants to go first? You guys want to Rochambeau? I certainly don't want to You guys go should first. Rochambeau. You know what? I think... Want just one or... Yeah, sure. Loser goes first. I go first. Yeah, you go. Can I write the word down? I don't think... Is that how it works? I, I don't think they do that. I don't... No. I don't know. Because that's... I'm much better when I write it down. Sure. Fuck Let's it. go. Let's give you an advantage because I th- I you do, can write it. I think you're supposed to like say you spell it and then you say the word. That's the style. I remember <laughs> oh, that. Oh, this guy's been in a spelling. No, I haven't been in a <laughs> spelling. This guy's a goddamn spelling. I've seen a documentary. Okay, so also I have the uh, you, I have the definition as well if you need it. Okay, um, so I can, I, I, I can use it in a sentence. Let's like go. That. First word: anus. <laughs> <laughs> can you use the word in a sentence? <laughs> uh, yes. The other day, I had Beto's, and I had it really spicy, and my anus stung afterwards. Us. Anus. A-N-U-S. Anus. That is correct. Nice one. Okay. <laughs> second word. This is for Harrison. Here we go. Scrotum. Scrotum. Okay. Uh, my first reaction is I think about Zach Hale. Is that weird? <laughs> well, Not his nickname's weird. Scroter, so yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Scrotum. S-C-R-O-U. Wait, you blew excuse it. Excuse me. Oh, start you again. Start again. You blew it. Scrotum. S-C-R-O-T-U-M. That is correct. Scrotum. 
And uh, like I said earlier, I do have the de- definition. That one is a pouch of skin containing testicles. Nice, good. Okay, <clears throat> third word. This one's for stony buds. It's a noun. The word is labia. Labia. Can I have the definition? The inner and outer folds of the vulva at either side of the vagina. Labia. L-A-B-I-A, labia. That is correct. Nice yes. one. Fourth word. This is for Harrison. Masturbation. Masturbation. M-A-S-T-E-R-B-A-T-I-O-N. Masturbation. That's incorrect. Oh, no. Yep. I got to actually get a little Fuck! score card going. So Bud's is... So Rushing it, dude. Here. Yeah. Rushing with the percussion on that one, dude. Shit. Okay. That's embarrassing. Next word for E-Stone is testicle. Testicle? Can you use that in a sentence? Yes. Um, I sacked a rail on my skateboard, and I had a swollen left testicle. Mm, testicle. T-E-S-T-I-C-A-L, testicle. That's incorrect. Ooh, C-L-E, huh? Yes. Yes. So, uh, next word. Secretion. It's a tough one, dude. Secretion. Okay. Secretion. Yeah. Use it in a sentence. Um. I was experiencing some pain in my penis and there was an abnormal secretion. Wow. Uh, the definition is a process in which substances are produced and discharged from a cell, gland, or organ for a particular function in the organism or for excretion. This is tough. That confused me hearing that. Yeah. Okay. Secretion. T-I-O-N. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Could have gone a different way there. Glad I did. Okay. Cliffhanger. Wow. Next one. This one's for (laughs) Stony Buds. This is a bit tricky. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Dude, that's a harder one. I... Can you sing the diarrhea song for me for inspiration? If you're climbing up a ladder and you feel something splatter, diarrhea. Yes. Diarrhea. If you're sliding into third, if you're sliding into first and you feel something burst, diarrhea. 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 Uh, I already know I can't spell that one. I'll get it wrong. Have a go. Diarrhea. Can I write this down? Yeah, write it down. I still, I just know it's a difficult word. It is a difficult word. I write it a lot, so I figured it out at this point. Uh, usually everything autocorrects once I hit the Yeah, key. I got autocorrect, man. Computers, dude, they spell for you. D-I-A-R-E... I can't read my handwriting That's now. incorrect. It's D-I-A-R-A. H, there's an H in there, and another two I R's. and E, and there's two, two R's. R's. Yep. So that's your first. Um, next one, this is two words. Um, so it's a noun, and the word is mammary gland. That's for him. Yeah, that's for... Mammary gland. Yep. M-A-M-M-O-R-Y space G-L-A-N-D. That is incorrect. I thought that was right, dude. Okay, so there's two words left, and uh, it's tied up. Yeah, it's tied up. It's all or nothing here. This This is going to be be make or break. First of all, is there a prize for this? Uh, There is. Isn't it more of a participation award? What? Kind of a pat on the back. It's a pride thing, I guess. 
So uh, the word for buds is ejaculation. Ejaculation. Yep. I need some inspiration. <laughs> ah! For the listeners, he just had a little uh, sniffing salts. <coughs> He's writing it down. Ejaculation. Can you use that in a sentence? The other night, it's a noun, and uh, it's the action of ejecting semen from the body. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you don't say. <laughs> e J A C T A. I can't even read my handwriting, dude. Am I right so far? No. <laughs> okay, this one is for all the meat and potatoes. Two words: meat carriage. That's easy. Is it? Yeah, meat. You can spell meat. Well, we'll see. First, give, first, let, first let Harris Harrison say it's two words. Okay. Meat, M-E-A-T. Correct. Carriage, C-A-R-R-I-A-G-E. That's correct. That was easy. That's not how you'd spell carriage. How'd you spell carriage? That's how I'd spell meat carriage right there. I just wrote it down. Look, got it right. No, you spelled it wrong. C-A-R-R-I-A-G-E. Oh, that is correct. Yeah, but that's the... So, okay, but that's just the hand you're dealt. I know. You're right. But the, that's, the, 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 the tiebreaker, if, been if you spell ejaculation right, it's a clear win. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you already won. Tough. Okay. Right. All right. Um, but I'd feel better about it if you spelled ejaculation right. Okay. Me too. Um, E-J-A-C-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. That's correct. That's good, dude. <sighs> ejaculation. <clears throat> I threw a T in there for some reason. Thank you guys for playing the first annual. It doesn't even make sense to put a T in there. Spelling bee. Good game. Good game, buddy. Good game. We'll Good have game. to continue this yeah. one some other time. Yeah, yeah we could Should we do math next? <laughs> Basic math skills. That sounds I'm even fun. worse at math than spelling. <laughs> Same. We, yeah. could, we should definitely do some basic basic math. Basic math. Yeah, division isn't, you know, as easy as it used to be. That's the thing. So... What's your take on aliens? Yeah, aliens, I mean, shit. I think they're probably real. Yeah. The government's admitted they're real. There's no question anymore. Yeah, they do talk about it. And I just, yeah, obviously, I, I just think it'd be naive to think that there aren't other, uh, you know, beings out there. They've released hundreds and hundreds of pages of unredacted materials. Yeah, for sure. Don't you have an experience? I have an experience. You do? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I was in Prague uh, quite a while ago now. I was with uh, Luis Felix Paradis, Javier Fernandez, um, Keegan Vileka, Hayden, a bunch of people. Dropping some names. I was with a bunch of people, yeah. Um, it was a sick trip. And uh, we were coming back, I think, from eating some food or a bar, and then we had all kind of noticed these three um, very bright lights in the sky that were kind of suspicious looking, you know, a group of like five or six of us. And then uh, and then we kind of noticed that they were like, you know, moving closer to each other. And they eventually, you know, moved into one thing and then split apart and went very fast. Like, uh, yeah, it was it was cool. Um I think other people were also seeing it in the. We weren't just like you know on mushrooms or something like. We it was. What color uh, were these lights? 
Uh, they were the the same color as like a star, but they were like extremely bright. Mm. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was a while ago now. Did all the other guys on the trip see it with you? Yeah, yeah, they did. That was the trip where Jed was like possessed by the devil. So no different trip. Oh no, yeah, Jed definitely was. Yeah, Jed was, was there for sure. Bon voyage year. Yeah, that was when he did like you know sixteen tricks on that one down rail. Like in one sesh, it was pretty dope. 16 yeah. tricks. I mean, I don't know how many it actually was. Something close Just to that. It was crazy. quite a lot. It was quite a lot. And uh, it was a sick, definitely a really fun trip. Um, that one was awesome because Prague doesn't really get snow that much. Yeah. So we kind of had a good one. All the spots look so cool from that trip. Dude, yeah. Prague and does they, not get snow often. I've been studying that place, wanting to go there, and it rarely gets snow. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a fun one. And uh yeah, Hava Fernandez was with us too. It was, a, it was a good trip for sure. Give him a little shout. Yeah, big um, time. Now, you and I have ridden for Solomon for a long time now. Yeah. And uh, we've been on a bunch of fun trips. True. And I remember the first trip I ever went on with you, we went to Stockholm, Sweden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was record book fun. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, that was a huge trip for me. Personally, big first trip out of the country, actual uh, you know street trip with the with the big dogs. As far as I was concerned, so that was huge. Yeah, I was super stoked. Now, there's one thing that happened on that trip, particularly um, it wasn't on a snowboard, but I remember you and Louis were sharing a hotel room. Can you paint a picture of that story? Yeah, yeah. Louis, first of all, I want to preface this with before we get into that, Louis Parody is like your favorite snowboarder's favorite snowboarder. Like he's, he's kind of like almost put on a pedestal of like, you know, perfection in life. And he's like almost like a Greek fucking God of life. Right? Totally. So totally. anything that humanizes him, I, I love. Yeah. So I, now you can go ahead and proceed with. Yeah. It's the same for me. I obviously, I think we all, you know, I, there was that thing a few years ago where people were like, Oh, like I saw Lewis bleed. Like, Yes. He bleeds. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like, which was so funny. But, uh, but yeah, on this particular trip, it was, um, it was a long one. And we went out, we went out, partied a little bit. Somehow I met a friend, new friend. And um, this friend and I ended up going back to the hotel room that I was sharing with Luif. And Luif had already left before us, so he didn't know anything and when we got there he was already sleeping and basically what happened was you know in in Europe also it's important maybe to to kind of visualize how close the Mm -hmm. beds are in these hotel rooms and that they're actually pretty small most times too it's almost like a king but it's two twins that are like three inches apart yeah sometimes they push them together for a couple and then they just take them apart like three inches four inches yeah (laughs) it's bizarre six inches so we were pretty close anyway um and yeah the the girl and I, we had, we had, we we slept together next to him, and then in the morning, um, you know, we were both kind of woken up to these really, really loud farts, um, <laughs> and yeah, Lewis was sleeping and just kind of sleep farting next to us, and then the, her and I were kind of like looking at each other, like, oh my god, like, oh shit, and then, uh, and she actually snuck out, and then like he didn't even wake up. Oh, so you didn't um, even know she was there? Yeah, I mean, I told him afterwards, and I also told him about his. His sleep farts, obviously. <laughs> so, I mean, and it's not confirmed. Maybe he, I think he didn't know. He seemed like he didn't know. 
If you do know and you're ripping huge farts, though, that is some slap some respect. Yeah, yeah but true. some people's bodies just start farting before they wake up, like T Bird. Yeah, I've T-Bird with him forever. That. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Luis, that type. Did he do that every morning? Uh, I don't recall it more. That was kind of the most like uh, obvious. You could have slept where... through it, though, every morning. And that night, it's you just true. happened to be up because you were. No, it's true because I was having an uncomfortable having, sleep in a yeah, tiny bed. Uncomfortable, tiny yeah. sleep. And these Frenchmen, they love their cheese. They'll, these guys will eat fistfuls of cheese. Fistfuls of cheese. You know, just huh? rip huge farts. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're eating all kinds of shit. Um, Swedish meatballs every day. Oh, yeah. The kebabs. Yeah, everything. A lot of good kebabs over there. Yeah. mall. The malls. I remember we were hitting up a lot of malls that trip. Mm-hmm. And I remember being kind of like, damn, the malls out here are amazing. Like, the food is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you had that same. Oh, yeah. Same vibe. It's just well, nice because you can pick your own spot, huh? Yeah, you Choose get a little bit adventure. of independence on the trip. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're young, so, excited about everything. So, uh, Louis farts like every one of us, huh? Yeah, it's true. He's human. He does. He is human. He That's unconfirmed. He he's human, but he does fart. <laughs> unconfirmed. Unless so, they programmed him to have farts. Yeah, that's true. They would have programmed him to have farts. You you think Lewis an alien? More of a cyborg sitting here to destroy the handrails around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I think there was a lookalike back in the day of him and the Terminator. Oh, Terminator. He is. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he could be related to the Terminator. There was a change that tape lookalike of him and uh, Arnold. Oh, yeah. Time, actually. There, there's also, while we're on the subject of that, there's a brutal one. Of, I may or may not have allegedly Photoshopped myself of Harrison. When, so you did. Oh, yeah. I know all about this. Yeah. Of who? This is like the image that comes up if you Google my name. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So other people have talked to me about this before. What is it? Who don't know you. Uh, he, he, you remember like change that tape? He did, they were, they did the lookalike shit. Sides. Yeah. So I had one with Ronald McDonald, which was <laughs> like, seen that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you Google image Harrison Gordon, it's like the first image that goes straight up. up. It's actually pretty funny. I, and when I realized it too, I was like, damn, like that's just a burn that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. What did you do? You keyworded that bad boy? I have no idea how the thing got <laughs> like, so much legs. Yeah. I actually spent a bunch of money on Google AdWords to make <laughs> sure it comes up in the back, doing all the back leg work. He's got to pay fifteen bucks a year for that to remain <laughs> and that he, way. He pays yeah. it every year religiously. Yeah. <laughs> 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 got an invoice for the Ronald McDonald photos in again. No, I just gotta keep signing this, this one. Just, yeah. <laughs> That's the type of petty roast I can get behind. <sighs> That's great. Yeah. Oh my god. That that is is just spit my drink up. That is funny. <laughs> you just spit your drink all over your floor. <laughs> Oh, that, wow. we'll, have to, we'll have to cue that photo up yeah. for the gram when that when this comes out. Yeah, um, I mean, you know where to find it. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we pay the bills, buds? It's kind of breakout moment. Bills. Let's get into our breakout moment presented by our friends over at Ten Barrel and Pub Beer. Pub Beer supports us. You should support them. Their tagline is "Cheap Fun Beer." Now, Harrison, let's get into your breakout moment. So, do you have anything that comes to mind for that? Um, yeah, I, you could say on that same trip in uh, Sweden, there was a particular uh, switch front side 270 onto a kink rail, famous kink rail, that uh, to me, kind of, I think that really um, was a breakout moment for me because I was on this huge trip with all these people I admired, and then I did a trick that I probably never really even you know thought i was gonna do like probably wouldn't have thought i was gonna do that the crew was kind of 
got you to step your game up or what? Or just the, the, the crew, vibe was crazy. The vibe. The vibe was crazy. We were hitting like this uh, double famous double line made famous by the forum team. Um, and also probably Kareem. Um, Kareem. And, uh, yeah, big shout out to Kareem. Who's our guy? Yep. Um, oh, he was your guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so I was just like super um, probably juiced, obviously, snowboarding with Chris. Snowboarding with Scotty Arnold and Luev and everybody with big you know, crew. It was Alex, Alex Canton, Canton. <clears throat> big big heavy crew. So, and when I landed, it, it was a battle. So it was very, uh, it was a breakout moment for sure. People Absolutely. got hyped. Yeah, there's a sequence in the mag. Also, it was my uh, Oli G show. It was my uh, on deck, I believe. Um, Definitely a breakout moment. Yeah, so that was huge. That for me. session was unreal. That was so fun. Yeah. Also, you switch backs. I went eating onto the we rail. Were getting fired up. Scotty, I believe, did switch front board. Did he do a 360 off? Um, no, he kept it chill. On that was that the one. trick he said was. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he said front no, one kept no, three. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I noticed you you went kind of a lot of people say, Oh, I did a cab two seventy. That's what I say. Cab and you said stuff. I did a with a switch front side two seventy. You do you have a particular opinion on this matter? I believe that calling tricks is important. I mean, I don't really give a shit about it. You know, I still say like cab five or cab nine or something. But I maybe sometimes I'm also like, oh, switch front side nine, you know, like it depends upon the day. But I think I do care. And, um, you know, I see people slipping up all the time, even really good snowboarders. Uh, but it gets pretty nitpicky, that whole little thing. Um, but it is kind of weird when you're like people a lot of times say like, oh, I did a backside 180 on to switch 50-50. And I'm like, well... I get why you would say that, but that's not really, you know, the trick didn't become switch magically, you know? You left the lip regular. So to me, when Mm. they say that, I'm like, you just kind of sound like a kind of kooky, but ultimately, you know, I don't care. Who cares? Really? It sounds like you care. Sounds like you yeah, care. Yeah, I mean, I care when it's like, if it's someone who's like, should know better, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You know, like, why, you know? You'll call them out? I mean, I have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was one like, uh, yeah, you know, you hear people say shit and you're like, oh, he just doesn't really know what the trick is, you know, which is, you're kind of like, oh, maybe he doesn't know. You're all, this guy doesn't know. You know, my my take is like, switch front side. It's obviously not cab. You're not fakey ollieing. Yeah. For the layman's that are unfamiliar with this topic, like a, a switch front side spin, like you said, switch front side 900. Is also sometimes called that same switch front side can also be called cab a lot of times. A lot of times, which in skateboarding would insinuate that you fakey pop, which people aren't fakey popping. So, Mm -hmm. like, really, if you're calling a spade a spade, it's not a cab. But god damn it, it's so much easier to say I did. I did a cab nine. Cab noof. I I did a switch front side nine. I did a cab two. Yeah. So I think it's like green jacket, gold jacket. Who gives a shit? That's true. That one, I feel I have some fluidity on that one versus maybe other ones where I'm like, oh, bro, like. You don't really know what you just did, huh? You know what's a, a hot topic is that gets like a, a lot of old heads really chapped is when you say, uh, I did a, a frontside indie. Yes, of course. This is, uh, and that's along the same lines. You know, people don't know the history of that, like it has to be backside for you to call it an indie. So, I mean, you know, people are calling it an indie when they do it off the frontside hip too. What's it supposed to be called on the frontside? Frontside grab or frontside, you know, frontside. Like, I think 
Right. Back in the day, that's how they would, it, it was maybe a bit more uh, well-known, potentially. Now, I feel like, yeah, a lot of these things didn't get passed down necessarily the same way. Didn't get passed down correctly. Yeah, but it's all, you know, that's why the, that's why they need old people around to tell them things. I mean, I'm not old, but I know people who are. <laughs> like who? I don't know. Other people. I mean, Todd Richards will let you know. Yeah, that's ex- <laughs> he will. He will go to bat for yeah, any for everyone. Yeah, I mean, and he knows, and you have to respect. And he does that. know. Yeah, yeah, you have to respect it because he knows because he was there. You he know, was there. He understands the it. Difference. That's how I feel, at least. But you know what, though, I gotta uh, you, Richards. I f- he's my fucking dog, and if you're listening to this, Richards, you're the shit. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stir the pot a little bit here. here we, so if you look at Richards, he's always going to he's always going to war for somebody. Calling it a frontside indie, but I seen him call shit wrong all the time. Fucking announcing slope style contest. Right, that's so. The thing. So that what's going to be heat of the moment? Panic. You see a lot of spinning going on. I'm just saying, if you're calling people spade calling people shit, you're gonna you got to be ready to get get shit dealt back. Yeah, that's. But tough. I'm also on the green jacket, gold jacket. Who gives a shit tip? Mm-hmm. So, I've I've kind of thought to myself that uh, like Craig McMorris is a little harsh on Mark McMorris in that same way, in that same sort of like announcing vibe. I feel that he's sort of like blown it a couple times by being just kind of mean to his younger brother. <laughs> really? Not like super mean, but like I remember I watched, I mean, it was a while ago. What are brothers for though? You I know? mean, he had a sick ass run, you know, he did like double corks, whatever, all this shit. And then like, I think, uh, Craig, I just remember him being like, yeah, he's not going to be too happy with that run. Like, wasn't really a good one for him. And I was like, Damn, you're like, that was stomped a everything. <laughs> like, but yeah, whatever. It's all good. And aren't we now supposed to call the mute a new name? That's right. The Weddle. It's the Weddle. Yeah. You want to explain that for the listeners? Because I, I bet a lot try. of people don't know that, I bet. Yeah. So um, I learned this from Instagram where we learn everything. Um, but it was from Tony Hawk's. Uh, personal page and apparently the the creator of the mute grab is someone who's uh deaf or hearing impaired and he um his last name's Weddle so they've kind of you know this is resurfaced and there's a movement to kind of reappropriate the name yeah or just yeah just kind of be like look it's maybe not that cool to call it that and might he might prefer if it was known as a Weddle instead uh, which is pretty cool to me. I think that's so. cool too. I never knew the history of the name. Same, yeah. Slope style announcing is going to be thrown at a lot of Weddles. You see a lot of a lot of back, back ten, 10 Weddle. Weddle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Back ten Weddle. Yeah, and I actually saw they already did. I oh, you saw seen it? it straight up. Yeah, saw it. They on the on TV said Weddle. So it's pretty cool. That's it, pretty cool. Pretty quick turnaround, obviously. And I mean, the Weddle itself for me is a grab that's very close to my heart. It's close to my hand as also well. Also a great name. Everybody's it's also sure. a great name. And it's also, that guy should have been given the right, the right credit anyways. Yeah, for sure. And But yeah, it's like, you know, I think it's all of our safety grab, kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody's safety yeah. grab, huh? And yeah, you you get a nice uh, stiffy Weddle. Oh, yeah. Feels great. Feels really good. Yeah. Either Weddle or Boot, one or the other. Yeah, usually, yeah. yeah. So we have a great, I have a great question from uh, Max Bedell along these lines. Uh, nice. The, the guest question is presented by Solomon Snowboards. Uh, which you ride the Salmon Dance Hall. I've been riding the Dance Hall a little bit, yeah. You like that, Hog? It's a good board. I like it. Um, I've been riding it a lot at Brighton, in the POW, 
Um, looks like it turns cliffs. Well. Looks like it cranks on on edge. Dude, yeah. I took that bad boy up on a very hard morning, and it was insane. I think wants to go fast and it carves. Yeah, I challenge you to a race. Let's do this tomorrow Foot at noon. Race or? Oh, dance all race. Okay, I'm down. Guest question is from Max Spadell. Mac is the owner of Spadelli's uh, Pizza Place here in Salt Lake. If you are looking to support a rider-owned pizza shop, get yourself a pizza down there. I think actually Harrison has a pro model pizza called the Harry's Choice. It's true. It's true. I do. Go support Spadelli's, and let's get into the guest question from Mac Spadell. Hi, Harrison. It's Mac. When we were on a Salt Lake City rail trip, you invented a rail trick that basically went viral and then faded out as quickly as it became popular. Can you tell us a little bit about the trooner, why we called it that, and what it was? He sounded like he just woke up. Yeah, he did sound like that. He probably, you know, has had some sleepless nights. He's got a new mm. a new addition to the fam That's at what home. It is. So he's on daddy duty he a lot. He just hasn't slept in, since the baby came. He just doesn't sleep, and then he goes and makes pizza. Um, yeah, so that's a funny, it's a funny thing. It's very debatable, um, but uh, we hit this rail. It was a down rail back in the day that people hit. I think maybe Justin Benny might have done a nose press back one at some point. Twilla. Maybe. Black square bar? Yeah. That's in Twilla, yeah. That rail is out of commission, but that's a good rail. I think it was this rail, and anyway, like I didn't know what to do on it, and I, and I, um, I did a backside 50-50, and then on the rail... I swiveled to switch front side 180 or back side 180. I front side. Yeah. I did a I did a swivel. Yes, you did a swivel. Yeah. And it was early days uh intentional swivel, I guess. And they were kind of thinking like maybe I like was one of the first ones to do it. Pretty cool claim for sure. Um but yeah, I don't remember the story because the name Truner, we're like, I don't know, like something with turning. I don't honestly remember. So you guys called it the Truner, which didn't stick. Didn't we were stick, calling uh, it the Truner, yeah, and I was kind of like. I feel like Canadians were throwing a lot of swivels down. I mean, so many people swiveled like over the over the years, yeah. you know, like I can remember seeing like Kevin Jones like yeah. on board slide and then ending up all, you know, ending up that Board slide way. to 50. Yeah, like all different things, but uh but yeah, I don't know why. I think, I mean, it was quite a while ago. But yeah, I definitely did uh, swivel in the streets uh, a long ass time ago, and we thought we like they thought I invented a trick. Kind of. So we're looking at the inventor of the swivel. Possibly, the, we're gonna have to get some history. I hope that there's somebody and- that did think they invented it that is furious in the comments. I mean, there's no this. way we don't that have I a timestamp of when his timing was. If do, I had to guess, I could probably figure out that yeah, era because. When that rail was in rotation, him, moment they, of truth is when Je- Justin Benny did a nose press back with eighty on that rail. It was probably in rotation for two years after that, so that would narrow it down to like probably like somewhere between oh six and two thousand. I was kind of when I was gonna. I was gonna say it might have been like oh five or oh six or something. Like over here mm-hmm. just could have been. A, that, that was a good, very accurate. Because uh, I was gonna probably, say probably oh six or something yeah. like that. Which you know, they went out of rotation so shortly after that. That rail was only bumping for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think I just didn't really have a trick for it, so I don't know how that ended up being a thing. But I was stoked that I was stoked at the time for sure. I'm kind of uh, bummed that this the Truner didn't stick. Truner is kind of a cool I, name. Yeah, what 
I just don't understand what it came from, Truner. Yes, I kind of don't recall exactly. I want to say it's like a Turner, but I don't really know. Yeah. I don't really know, but I definitely remember that we called it that. Truner. <laughs> well, while we're on the subject of tricks, there's another NBD that uh, I think Harrison may be responsible for. We were on a trip in... Um, where were we? Canada, dude. Same trip. It was Sweden. same trip. I think it was oh, Sweden. No, no, I got a different Stockholm. trip. Different oh. syndrome. We had, we had the third trick, but this is the second. Oh, this is when no. uh, Frank April broke his neck. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. And yeah, there yeah. was a trick in particular. Harrison was driving around the van, and he kept saying, "I just want to jib a bush. I really just want to jib a bush." And we eventually yeah, found for- uh, the bush. It had like transition up to it. I remember hearing about this actually. I was like on a trip with someone after, and, no and other crews were looking for bushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I yeah. swear he may be the inventor also of the bush jib. That's definitely yeah. not true. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was actually that was super funny. I remember telling Ollie G like, "Oh yeah, like I'm, I want to jib a bush this trip," and blah blah blah. And I think him and Louis and uh, Frank just thought it was so funny, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like okay, dude, you know." And then yeah, we pulled up, looked around the corner, and saw this uh, this beautiful bush, the that, thick bush, uh, <laughs> the thick bush. That, yeah, had snow on top, and um, yeah, that was a super fun session. I think also, I remember the first thing that happened was, um, I think I tried to do like a crippler, <laughs> and uh, into and the bush. Was, yeah, I don't even know. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think Chris was just gassing me up on crippler, and like, and I was I've like, been on right. trips, dude. He likes to gas you up. Yeah, bring and, the best out in you. Oh, that session and that trick, you know, a large part of that was was your uh, your motivation there, because I think at least Frank and probably Kevin were like, "What are we doing? You know, like, <laughs> why are we filming this bush? You know, like, like it was uh, a for the listeners, it was like a quarter, it was like a quarter pipe." That he kind of like floated in a wall road across the bush, so yeah. you're kind of weightless, like not. That's the type of type of jib it was. So yeah, yeah, it worked out was so it in much a video better. Part? Yeah, yeah, it's in resolution. Yeah, yeah, it actually worked out so much better than I could have ever imagined. Um, but yeah, always looking for some good some good bush to jib. You know, if it's out there. What would you say the when you're looking for when you're kind of searching out said bush jib? What what kind of determines a, a good bush jib? Yeah, I think thickness of the of the bush is important. You know, you want to make sure that you could actually put some weight on it. <laughs> Bit of a um, dense bush, if you will. Yeah. Also, you don't maybe you don't want to necessarily destroy it. You know, you want to give some thought to the landscapers potentially, depending upon the area you're in. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you want to maintain the kind of structural integrity of the bush. It's important. Structural yeah. integrity is going to be yeah. maintained unless you're going to FT. You know, you're going to want to hit it a few times, probably. Well, dude, you don't want to just ruin somebody's bush. Yeah, I'm not really into just, like, I mean, I like, you know, destroying property, but not, like, all the time. The guy rolls up and his bush work is just just demolished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's going to upset somebody. That's right. And then uh, while we're on the subject of potentially another debatable NBD was from our Stockholm trip. That's right. Yes, potentially. Uh, Portside's nose press potentially uh, could ha- could be traced, but that's also like I don't know. We'll see. People said that at the time, who are my friends? <laughs> so this is what we said. We we're like, dude, I think you're the first person to do that. And then in the background, like, he ain't the first person to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is that what happened? <laughs> no, I was like, dude, straight up, I remember I was like, 
I didn't have a trick for that. It was a kink rail again. The one I battled, perfect the baby kink rail. One, you went switchback lip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and like yeah, every, these guys were doing like you know actual tricks. I'll say hard tricks. It's and a I perfect was like, Fuck. I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I was like, Luif, what if I did like a board slide and then like did a nose press and then yeah, that was basically it. He he gave it the okay. So in my so that again kind of gave me the confidence to do it. Otherwise. I don't know. I'm also a little bit, you know, nitpicky about some combos. You know, some combos go. Some Let's talk combo don't. platters. What yeah, what, what makes a go. what makes a good combo platter on the rail? I mean, I also still believe that anything can be done with good style. Like if something, if someone does like a perceived whack trick but has good style, all of a sudden it's not going to be whack to me anymore. But um, yeah, I feel like generally hopping around. A lot, it doesn't look good to me. Um, you know, in the streets on on rails or in the park, it kind of gives it more of a, um, yeah, just a less fluid, less fluid movement. So to me, stuff where you're really, yeah, really, really doing that, it just doesn't look good. I don't know. And then if you're kind of on a kink rail when you're going down flat. And then you have an opportunity to switch it up on the bottom down. That kind of isn't as jerky at times. I feel like in the, uh, rule, in the snowboard rule book. I feel like in that moment, yeah, like if you're going like maybe a slide to a press, it might be a bit more tasteful potentially. But uh, you know, anybody can do anything and make it look good. Too, Let's take so. a particular trick. Let's just take like a a, a switch one eighty on to front three off. What's your take on that one? Yeah, I just don't need to see that anymore. Just don't need to see it. Yeah. You just seen it too much? I just seen it too much. I think there was just a point where like, you know, we're all like you're you're getting good at snowboarding, you're like realizing you can do tricks and then you're like and then they're like at some point you're like, "Well, I can do any trick." Or, or like these tricks are actually really easy, but like people are impressed by it and I think particularly like a 360 out is one of those tricks where like it's maybe not that difficult, but like you see it a lot, you know, park edits, or yeah. even video parts too for a long time. Would you consider yourself a trick snob? To some extent, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not really, I am uh, pretty positive in general, um, but I think on some level having taste is important. And, you know, like uh, you guys have talked about front flips a lot. And uh, it's been a discussion in the world, and I agree with your perspective that it's fun as shit. So who gives? Who cares? Um, but like you know, yeah, some things like I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I necessarily like. It doesn't matter at the end of the day, but I don't know. If sometimes maybe in a video part, I would say maybe it doesn't necessarily add to to the person's skill that they that they undoubtedly have. You know, like. Let's just what what was the word did you just use? You say flavor? What did you say? I don't know. What did I just say? I heard uh, undoubtedly. Said, I said undoubtedly no, the skill. About style. You were talking about style and you had some type of like you were you used the word flavor, spice or something like that. But uh I kinda wanna lean into that a little bit. It, like that kind of intangible style thing, breaking it down like what <clears throat> what makes somebody's style better than the next person's. It's like everybody can do the same trick. What separates the trick is how you do the trick style. If if 10 people do can do a 720, then 
who has the best style determines that. Yeah, and it's subjective, obviously. So some people, you know, have totally different opinions than us on what style style is. You know, I've heard uh, Jed Anderson say that he doesn't like methods or the way that methods looked before. What? Really? So you know, to each their own. But um, there's definitely some uh, commonalities between probably all the people that everybody talks about that have good style. You know, um, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, a big part of good style a lot of times too is there's a lot of layers to that, but you have, take somebody with good fundamentals. You have to be good. You have to do good. You have to do difficult tricks, but then the initiation, all that stuff, a big part of it's like being very chill in the air. Now I have a take that, uh, you know, why do, why did they test for weed in the Olympics? And I think, I don't. I think weed is steroids for your style. Now, would you say that it that the, that weed has an effect on like making you more chill? You're not waving your arms around, not to put words in your mouth, but I mean, think I have said that before, though. To have be you honest. said that? Yeah. yeah, I think I've told some. I've told some people that before that I think that same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh it's an easy. You could make that. I think it's easy to say that, honestly. Um, but there are people out there who defy the odds. And uh, have good style without partaking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think Arthur Longo participates. And uh, there's that, plenty of that. Yeah, there's Mark plenty. Frank never smoked yeah. weed. I was gonna say actually, yeah. like you know, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but like maybe not that many pro snowboarders actually do smoke weed yeah. all the time. But um, but that's been my experience. Yeah, I was asked a question in an interview yesterday. What is style? It's kind of a hard question to answer. Yeah. Well, that I think that's the it's the thing that separates. If you if you take like uh, everybody's skill sets, pretty similar these days. Like every you know most pro snowboarders can do a similar bag of tricks. So if you like I said earlier, if you take ten, you know twenty people, and they all have to backlip the rail, some are going to be better than others. Some and and it's that style that differentiate differentiates the skill set. It's the it's the way you pop. It's the way you kind of your confidence. It's the way you poke your board. It's the intricacies. It's the small details that separate, you know, the 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 intangible flavor that makes the the greats the greats and the goods pretty good. I think. You know? Yeah, yeah. At the end sure. of the day, if your shit is looking heinous, people aren't going to rock with you. Totally, and I mean, it's also lame to say, but uh, I think clothing, you know, yeah. is incorporated. Yeah, it's also it part help. of this, yeah. like, uh, you know. Um, I think we all, we all care about our pants and our, and our jacket at the end of the day. And like that stuff can definitely, um, make a trick feel better or whatever, you know, riding away. You're like, oh damn, like I feel sick right now. I feel good. But yeah, so people who have poor outerwear choices kind of (laughs) sucks. Also, I'm definitely in that boat at times, so. Also subjective too. Also, also subjective. subjective. Yeah. Everything's subjective. subjective, yeah. So, uh, Harrison, I got a Patreon question. Nice. From the one and only Jacob Price. Wow. Yeah. So, Harrison, I have always loved the music you have used for all of your video parts. You always seem to use something out of the ordinary and and really songs that don't necessarily go with the mold of your character. What inspires you to think outside the box for these choices? Uh, that's a that's a really cool question coming from a really cool person. Um, 
I wish I had a good answer for that. You know, I think when I, I think we all uh, go through phases where we listen to music and we really like think to ourselves, oh my God, this would be so sick for our video part or for of part, whatever. Um, and over the years, I've definitely been doing that. But, uh, you know, I've kind of kind of had like some different different editors over the years and so i haven't always had the opportunity to choose my song uh which can be incredibly frustrating as well but um but i yeah i don't really have a good answer for that unfortunately i just got super lucky Should justin meyer that? justin meyer picks a lot of good songs yeah that's the thing is maybe they they look at your character and they're trying to find music that fits your character yeah, I think Justin Justin has cool definitely song. had some some good say in it. Uh, I've obviously suggested a lot of music over the years to everybody I've ever filmed with, um, and they not a lot of the times maybe they would like the music, but they'd maybe use it for someone else, and then I'd be like, "Damn it!" Like, <laughs> like that was the cool song I sent you for me. Yeah, like I thought I was going to be the cool song, dude. But uh, Oh, this is a great song. You know what? We're going to use this for Jedi. We're going to give this to J.C.O.E. maybe. Potentially, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough to say. I think for me, looking at my own songs or video parts, I've always been, it's, you know, you look at, it's hard to judge yourself, really. Yeah. So even in that way, I'm like, oh, I don't know if my song was cool. At You're all. always your worst critic, right? Yeah, yeah. So well, Earlier, we had a Patreon interview that's for our patreon members yeah and uh we do it with every guest and one of the questions is words to live by and you had just a great answer thank you thank you yeah uh not all who wander are lost was uh my myspace quote so i remember it <coughs> uh well that's it what do you mean your myspace quote you would used to have like a quote on MySpace, oh, you like had to like, and you wrote the quote, or I mean, I didn't come you, up or? with that. Oh, okay, quote. You just but, write whatever the hell you want. Yeah, but you, like, that's what you wrote. That was it. Yeah, okay. super very fitting. For super you. deep at well, that time. You know, still am. to be honest, a the fact that it's from MySpace, incredible. But b, you wander a lot, and at times you appear to be lost. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> to me, yeah, so yeah. it's like the most fitting <laughs> quote for your lifestyle. And yeah. you have this this kind of over the past ten plus years, you've like never aside from mammoths, but you never really get a room anywhere. You just kind of show up and you're on somebody's couch, and everybody's just like, "Yeah, Harrison's here. This is dope." Like it's never it's like a perpetual trip for the season. Yes, basically is how I envision his life. That is true. That's also that's how it has felt, uh, which I enjoy. And yeah, big shout out to all the couches and people's couches that I've ever slept on. <laughs> Um, big shout out it's a huge huge like i really can't thank you enough um a lot of couches across the world right now are getting their uh duly recognition that they have deserved yes there's countless people over the years who have uh let me sort of have extended stays or residencies not official residences but yeah it's something you know i feel very fortunate and also just like I try to be a good guest as as much as I can, you know, like whatever that means, buying toilet paper, cleaning up. Kids listen to this. Like, yeah, that goes a long you way. You know, buying beer for people can go a long way or other stuff, whatever. Make dinner here and there. Make food, you know, be down, you know. that's uh, It goes a long way, that stuff. A good guest is basically not too quick to get kicked out. 
Yeah, I've not had any kickouts that I can recall. You, um, you know what? He kind of reminds me. He reminds me a lot of my dog Phil. Like he doesn't know where he's going, but he's in. He's, he's down. in. He's down, and everyone's stoked. Yeah, I don't think too many people would be bummed on Phil being around. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's like, there's nothing like a guest. Like you come, you walk into your your family room, and they're like socks, snowboard wet socks, are hung over your lamp or TV. Mm-hmm. Or, I've seen all that, and smells like a yeah rotting. You just boot. gotta try not to do that. Kind I of think stuff. it's easy to do that shit when you know. You know, you're like, oh, I know how to be. You Some know. people get too comfortable too quick. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, yeah, I, for me, maybe part of that wandering lost thing, maybe there's that, maybe that fits in there somewhere because I'm always like, I don't know how long I'm here. Like, <laughs> I just want to make sure they're stoked that I'm here. Like, I want, you know, like potentially some play there. That's great. Now, have you ever had anybody get mad at you for, as a guest? Not that I can recall. Not, not off the top of my head. I think, ironically, um, Mac might have told myself and Scott Blum that we had to like find a place, you know, back in the Ark Ages, back in the Dark Ages, like in Mammoth. We were posting up there, and he was like, "This is ridiculous. You guys kind of got to find your own place." So I heard you were puking a lot at that point in your life. Yeah, yeah, that's part of coming coming of age shit. You know, you're. I'm not a good drinker. I've learned that over the years. Like. Um, I have an internal uh, sort of yeah thing where I just can't get that wasted. Otherwise, it's just I'm totally done. You You're know? puking. Yeah, I'm not. It doesn't. It goes from like oh, I'm having so much fun to uh, this is not fun anymore. Yeah, the room is spinning, and yeah. Now, there's a subject I would like to tackle right now that mm-hmm. is fascinating to me, and uh, it, it's basically the fact that. You know, we've traveled all over the world together and been fucked up on various substances that Indeed. have various effects yes. all across the board. Things that make you, we don't need to get into the details, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yes. And the thing I've noticed about Harrison is that every single time that I'm with you, doesn't matter what type of partying we're doing per se, your vibe is exactly the same. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't change. Yeah. 90 beers in, fucking whatever else, you know, it doesn't change. Yeah. Internally, it's not quite as seamless, I think, <laughs> uh, because I certainly feel fucked up all the time and I'm kind of, you know, enjoying it. But but at the same time, it's like, uh, right, maybe, you know, you couldn't maybe tell that from my... Uh, from how I act outwardly. Yeah, it's more of an... Am I, internally, I'm like, damn, I'm super fucked up right now. But then outside, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it's all good. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's, it's something that... um, And also, I think the fact that I can't really go aggro on... You know, like, I'll, like that sort of holds me back, too, to a place where it's like, you know, not typically going overboard, even though I do enjoy... Things, you know, yeah. Now, I called uh, Blake Paul earlier to get some intel on this, uh, on yourself, because you guys spend a lot of time together, mm-hmm. and he described you perfectly. He's like, I don't know, dude. Harrison's kind of like snowboarding's vibe ambassador. Oh and God. I was like, that is, that's it. That's that it. Is it. That's fucking it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That was a good impression of Blake, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Blake. 
for that. Yeah. Um, I feel that. Yeah. I, I, if anything, I would like to contribute that to, uh, to us all, you know, because, um, this is a really fun thing that we're doing. And although we take it seriously and are, you know, trying and, and all that stuff, it's like, you gotta, I really do believe that you, you know, we better be having fun and enjoying ourselves in the process. And so, you know, uh, maybe that's where that comes from. That's now, how, awesome. How do you, so as a person, I'm asking this for myself, my own personal consultation here. Yeah. The person that's not chill, myself. How are you so fucking chill? Like, how does that? How does that work? Um. Yeah. Any got, got any pointers? Well, you know, there's the obvious ones, which are kind of like low blow, dumb answers. Like, you know, I'm smoking a lot of weed all the time. <laughs> but uh, that helps. But yeah, I don't know. I feel I. I wish I had the secret to that. I guess I guess I just think like you know what's the point in uh not enjoying enjoying th- this, you know? Like sure parts of it totally suck. I don't enjoy um getting close to a trick and not landing it and then going home or or you know or whatever like the process of filming can be tough at times. But then like I just through over many years, I've realized that really you got to leave that shit where it, you know, on the hill and that like, yeah, today was a beautiful day. You know, we're snowboarding all day. We're lucky enough to be here. And especially, you know, with all the COVID shit, obviously isn't just another reason why it's like, Oh, like even being able to shred this winter, I'm kind of like, Oh, like it's all good. You know, like regardless of, you know, next winter or the winter after. It's like in the moment, better try to latch on to the fun that we could be having. Well, on the subject of COVID, you are married to Katie, who let's give her big old nice. airplane. Yes, Katie. She's the shit. Yes, and, thank you. Um, You're straight up married? I married, yes. This summer? This summer, yeah. We had a little uh, COVID, um, just her and I. Elope? Is that an elope? It, it's kind it's of borderline elope, elope yeah. I think. Um, we just went to the courthouse and did it, and she's a Canadian citizen, as Chris was mentioning. And so the indefinite border closure has been, like, a really tough. Since you're married, though, it doesn't give you right of passage? Um, no. So it turns out that, that Canadians can come into America, no problem. America is like, yeah. Cruise in, you know, Cruise in. but it's just on the way back. Um, Canada is basically, they're like, oh, you just went down there. Like, quarantine. yeah, you got to hit a quarantine. So she's already done three, like full quarantines. So we haven't really been able to see each other at all this winter. Um, there was one, one moment where we did get to see each other, which was uh, at the Peace Arch Park. Um, and that was, that was really nice for a few hours to see her. Will you explain this international waters type of scenario that's going yeah on. so um it turns out that uh along the the border there's a park that canada and the u.s share named peace arch park and there's a huge peace arch thing there too and i'm sure there's there's more significant s- stuff about it but, where is um, this it's right below vancouver mm. and like so i don't know technically what the 
town is right there. But then on the other side, on the U.S. side, I think it's Blaine, Washington. Okay. So, but yeah, anyway, they share this park. And so it's a bit of a loophole for um, people who have family members or loved ones that they can't see each other otherwise. So, um, so yeah, that was cool. Got to hang out for like a few hours there, which was really fun. And then, uh, they got we ho- haven't hotel rooms in this park. No. So that's kind of the funny <laughs> thing. Yeah. Basically, Set up um, a tent, maybe? I don't know. yeah. So this, this whole thing, it's like a lot of people they're um, they're hanging out at benches and they're eating cakes and they're having dinner, whatever they're doing lunch. And then there is like a part of the park where there are people who have set up tents so they can get some, you know, private, private time, time with their loved ones. And and so, yeah, there was uh, – we had a tent. Katie brought some cheese and crackers and some good snacks. And um, we hung out for like four hours there actually. So Dude, that's pretty killer. chill. Yeah. But, yeah, the the um, the border being closed is tough for everybody. And, and uh, you know, I know a lot of other people who have um, partners or whatever on the other side, other countries, and it's been hard for them too. So – uh, for sure, it's it's been hard, but uh, excited to get her back in the U.S. Is it coming to an end now? Um, I'm not sure how, when how they're going to update things with the vaccines and stuff, and we'll all be you know we'll all be seeing how that rolls yeah. out. Yeah, I saw new news. Maybe it was up. Yeah, every month Canada um, kind of gives an update on like what their status is with yeah. the border and stuff like that. So. Hopefully it'll become, you know, things will normal out. But, um, but yeah, she can come here and it's all good. But then she has a quarantine. But then when she goes back to Canada, weeks, she has right? to do two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that's uh, we get talked asked to talk about at times is, uh, you know, as a, as a professional snowboarder yourself, you travel a lot, you're not home, and balancing a relationship with a significant other is extremely difficult. And you and Katie seem to, from my perspective, have a dialed in, like it seems like you guys are rock solid. And and uh, what would you say the key ingredients are to kind of keeping a relationship balanced while you're just not around so much? Yeah, that's a crazy thing that we all have experienced, you know, over the years. Like if you're, you know, if you're dating someone, it's like kind of like we're absent for that person for a large part of the, you know, not just physically, but even mentally, it's like hard to be like super invested, you know, not invested, but just like become detached. Yeah. Like you're on, we're on our own tip and we're like, Oh, like just thinking about this one thing, you know? So it's, it's, you know, a big thing for all of us that, that participate. But, um, I couldn't tell you for, for Katie and I, it's pretty like, it's pretty random, you know, like we, we've been doing long distance for a long time. So that, that's basically, that probably has a lot to do with it, you know, which could go either way. Like, it's like, to some extent, we'd see each other for like, you know, once a month for like three years. How can you be mad at that person? I don't know. You know, like, it's pretty easy to be like, yeah, I, I can't wait to see them again. Uh, and so even, yeah, even this, even this stint now going into COVID, it's like, I just kind of still have that same feeling of like, oh my God, like, I can't wait to see this person. And, uh. And yeah, in terms of communicating and all that stuff all the time, it's tough, you know, it's really tough. Um, I don't know if it's just for me or it's for everybody, but like to like, we're on our phone so much. And then also like, you know, doing a lot of FaceTiming for sure. That's a big one. So just like, yeah, I think keep, 
Yeah, I don't know what I what we do specifically, but uh, but it's nice. Still. Is she chill like you are? She is a she's chill like I am. Yeah, but she's definitely more. She's like she's like let's make a plan. Yeah, she's and a I'm, lady boss, dude. Yeah, boss. big time. Yeah, she she kind of has her shit together for sure more than I do. But yeah, she's like she's like let's make a plan. I'm like, what? What's a plan? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do tomorrow. Let you know, Harrison yeah. likes to leave it open ended. Yeah. I mean, I could be down. Dude, it's it. tough, man. You don't I, like so to many people. So many people have talked shit to me about this before Katie too. Even my like my friends from home. I feel that they've just written me off completely. You know, they just they're, don't know. They're when like, you're oh, like, in. yeah, they're like, oh, you're here for you know, you're here for a minute, no hit up, you know, like or whatever. I'm like, oh well. You know I didn't know what I was doing that day also. <laughs> but, yeah, it's something I'm working on, working towards being able to make a plan. Uh, one thing that's pretty private, if you care to touch on, um, is the fact that uh, your your mom, mm-hmm. uh, for the listeners and viewers that don't know, has MS. And yes. Do you want to talk about, you know, what that disease is and what, what it's like uh, dealing dealing with somebody so close and, and having having those struggles for sure yeah that's a big part of my life and uh, and it has been forever obviously but my mom has multiple sclerosis and it's um, it's a neurological uh, disorder and so essentially um, you are losing you lose it's it's different for everybody but um, the the signals that are being sent in your brain are not being received by where they're, you're trying to send them to. So, for example, for my mom, she it started with kind of the left side of her body. So, she, like, started slowly, like, she would have bouts of, like, not being able to walk or just being really dizzy and nauseous and shit like that. And then also numbness in, uh, in her hands and in her feet and stuff like that. And so, um, so it, can, it can definitely, like, every case is different. I think. Um, and so for my mom, it's gotten to, it's like progressed steadily the whole time. Um, and some people have like more like exacerbations, which is just like a period of time when it gets really bad, then they get better, stuff like that. But for my mom, she's kind of, um, it's really taken away her ability to move. Uh, we have like two caregivers who work for us, work for her like, you know, 24 7, 365. And, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, a it's tough, man. It's a tough situation for everybody. Most of all her, I have so much respect for people who are not able-bodied and, you know, get up every day and, and it, just live it and, and, and have fun and, and just work through shit that just sucks. Basically, you know, like I don't, there's no way around it that like, you know, it's just a really tough situation and uh and so you know props to anybody out there who's has to deal with stuff like that and you know we're all gonna see our family members you know get sick and it's part of life um so it's yeah just it's one of those things you know what about with COVID I know you were doing some stuff working with her yeah COVID affected uh you know, COVID affected everybody differently, um, all kinds of different groups of people. And I think for, uh, for people who were really dependent upon 
physical therapy or like doctor's visits and like, you know, shit like this. It really, it also really fucked it up because yeah, my mom hasn't been able to, um, to get physical therapy, you know, this whole time, basically. I mean, she actually just now she's vaccinated fully. So she's, she's going to, she's going to start to pick that up again. Um, so yeah, kind of stepped in a little bit, just very lightly doing some pool, trying to help like swimming in the pool, like helping her stretch and, and get a lot of, um, you know, get any sort of blood flow and, and just movement and being outside. It's, uh, it's pretty crucial, you know, and you really see how crucial these things are. You know, the older we get, we're just going to, it's just, we got to keep doing some shit. Mm -hmm. so. You got to keep moving, huh? Yeah. Is your dad still in the picture? Yeah, my dad's yeah. still around. He's he's with my stepmom, and they're uh, uh, they're close by, which is cool. But um, I'm but he's the, not there. No, no, he's not there. Yeah. yeah. So um, and my stepdad's passed away a long time ago. So uh, it's you know um, it's tough. But she's so, so strong, and it's pretty impressed. It's like really, really insane to think about. You know, just the mental capacity that humans have. How dig they dig deep and yeah, surprise you, huh? Yeah, to to over overcome, you know, all all anything. It's really, anything put in front of them. Huh? It's really uh, impressive. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like the way you live your life is uh, you you appreciate the moment. You're present. You're not really like like rocked by you're not really upset by things frequently is that any does that have any byproduct of like how precious life is and and seeing like all the issues seem small when you when you're dealing with something like your your mom being sick or for sure i th i think so i mean it'd be weird yeah if it didn't but uh i mean i'm still on my cell phone and doing that shit too you know it's like i'm not any angel but uh but yeah i think it does i think it does because you know, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I, yeah, when you have other shit going on in your life, you know, then you're like, no big whoop, like, didn't land the backflip today or whatever, you know, it's like not as devastating, not saying I don't get bummed and shit on the normal stuff, but to some degree, it is in my mind, like, you know, this is just so great we're so lucky mm -hmm. to be doing this shit. puts it in perspective huh yeah so props dude that's really awesome that you're there for your mom yeah i mean what you know that's that's what that's what we do that's, that's what, what we, we do, do. Yeah. yeah i wish i wish uh i wish our culture was one that kind of planned for things more honestly mm -hmm. it definitely is like a big shined a huge light i mean on how not set up we all are for mm -hmm. like this phase of life you know like whether it's your kid and your parent or your whatever it is, you know, like it's pretty taboo when people are sick or, you know, close, close to the grave. It's like, yeah, there's some, some major cultural things that I think could be improved. Could for, be improved uh, for us all. Considering yeah. everyone's going to deal with it. Considering it's an inevitable. Yeah, inevitable yeah. Mm -hmm. part of life. Yeah. You notice when we've spent a lot of time in Japan and gone over there and mm. I've noticed that the, the, like the very, uh, common theme when looking at the families there is that the it's like you have you have the mom and dad and or whoever and then you have the the child and then the grandparent is taking care of the child and I think that that's huge in families to you know as people as you know parents get older and giving a sense of purpose still in the family and oh yeah 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 I mean I don't know what the 
what the changes we need to make are, but I, but certainly, <laughs> they certainly something have, as simple as that. They is seem like, to have some, something figured out. No, totally. So many other, like, yeah, a lot of other, you know, places in the world have, yeah, like, this can is not talk, a new thing. Can we talk <laughs> about something that I don't think they have figured out over there though? What's that? In, um, when they try to, instead of plowing, they spray water on everything. Have you guys seen that? You're, I don't know. Oh, you're right. I guess uh, I have when you, seen when that. When you go to like, um, like not the not the main, not the northern island, but the main island. Main island. When they try to get, uh, when there's snow and it only, because it doesn't snow a ton, they just have sprinklers that sprinkle the road to keep it, the I snow from melting. This. I mean, I've, I think I've seen that, but the one that comes to mind more than that is when, uh, and I think you were there too. We were in Japan and we were watching this dude just go down and like blowtorch the sidewalk. <laughs> just like a melt fucking all the snow. sidewalk. <laughs> like, you're like, where do you start and where do you begin? This dude was, I mean, it's efficient, <laughs> but like also like, for, yeah, he's like, I've been working for three hours and I've got, you know, four squares of this sidewalk. Four I don't know how, where that really lines up. Do you remember that at all? So they got some stuff <laughs> dialed. They got room for improvement on others. Yeah, what, we yeah. uh, skipped over hot takes, so I think we should get into some hot, hot takes. Hot takes, son. True. Okay, who do you got for MJ of snowboarding? MJ of snowboarding. Michael Jordan. Yep, yep. Um... It's a tough one for me. Um, I would have to. I guess I could say. And so this is all time, obviously. Yeah. Whoever you want it to be. Maybe so Mark. Maybe Marco. Mark Frank Montoya. Yeah. It's an acceptable answer. Yeah, I don't know. Just and I, I actually don't know too much about his story or like how he left snowboarding or anything like that. But from the outside, it sort of seemed like maybe, yeah, like he just, he kind of like. I think his knees kind of hurt. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> so it, he bounced down. Yeah. For me, for me, it was like, oh, he was just done. And like, he was like on top. So it's kind of, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, maybe Marco. That's yeah. dope. Mark Frank's dope. What do you yeah. think about Powder Panic? It's real. It's definitely it's real. real and, um,. Yeah, it seems to be a big issue here in in Salt Lake with the canyons. I don't know how they're gonna fix that, but can't wait one till they do. Uh, <laughs> but I, I've heard trains, trams. Yeah, yeah. And for people who don't know, the thing is, like in Utah, over the past like five years, six years, I don't know really when it started to become evident, but it's just like a huge, huge issue getting up the canyon on a powder day and progressively worse each season progressively worse each season and then it also obviously seems that every powder day lines up to be saturday or sunday yeah i almost wonder if they're like seeding the clouds the it's resort industry yeah seeding is, the they got some money those... happen on the weekends mm -hmm. yep jared, except end of jared season, winkler's like cares, call you know? it in it's like call it in. seed the clouds <laughs> i don't know yeah, I don't How know. does the powder panda deal with uh, powder panic? Powder panic. I think also it's over the years. I've been super fortunate to be around people who have shed light on maybe my uh, lack of promptness or uh, speed, and so I've been able to now uh, get it under control to where my powder panic is pretty minimal, and uh, I'm not the last one in the car. Every time, and stuff like that. What do, What do you think about Chevy S tens? Strong, strong truck. Um, I've been rocking the S ten for quite some time. Ever since I know you, yeah, you it's been truck. a while. And I had a Ford Ranger before. Oh, yeah. 
I've only had two um, automobiles. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Someday I might have to upgrade to, like, a nice or, well, you know, a nicer ride. But but it's working for now, so I'm happy with it. What about the beaver slap? So beaver slap, to me, also, I'd never heard that term before. Mm-hmm. Before watching the show. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not cool. <laughs> I mean, it's like the total like show off thing to do. Like everybody look at me in line. I, of course, have done it. You know, I've got well, snow on my when board. Sometimes you have a shitload of snow yeah. on your board, you don't have a choice. Yeah, there's, it's not, yeah, it's a necessity at times, but I don't, you don't want to be like really accentuating the beaver slap unless you do. Unless you really do. Well, I like that people are sending them out to us. They're doing them, recording them. Really? And at the bomb hole. No and way. they do them for us, and I appreciate oh, yeah. we that. We get tagged in some solid, respectable like, slaps. We, we might get tagged in like 10 kids slapping beef. Holy shit. Yeah, I was kind of... The first time you, re- you like, uh, said that on air when I was watching, I was like, what is he talking about? What's he going to say right now? <laughs> I was like, what is this? It also is probably confusing because the beaver slap Sometimes women's vaginas are referred to as a beaver. Mm. Right. That's, is I've that never, where your mind was going with that? I've never heard Initially, that. Initially, when you said that, that's I was like, what's he about to say? I was yeah. like, this is about to be, is this a moment we're having right now? Yeah. Like, what's, what's going to no, happen? No, no, that was, it's just a, it's like a, you know. Yeah. No, I know now. Yeah. Yeah. Slapping the board on the snow. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we almost missed it. It's time for name that video part. Here we go. Oh, shit. All right. I know you've been uh, thinking about this one. Harry. I have. It's a little bit scary. What's your confidence? Crack number two. Zero, huh? through, zero through ten. Five. I'm going to say five. That's high for this. I mean, seat. higher than most. Yeah, I watch I watch videos. Um, but, yeah. Student of the game. Let's see how you do. You gotta know that one. Now it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I totally know that song, and I could hear um, jib noises. Fuck yeah, I heard jib noises, so that kind of narrows it down. But um, I see jib noises. It's weird, man. I should really know this one. I feel you definitely should know this one. Um, You're actually like, there's a cameo of your face in this video part. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I think I should know. I have a dead giveaway. And if you don't know this, then you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, fuck. I want to give you one more hint. Okay. Here we go. Yo! Yo! Oh, fuck, bro. I mean, it's Jed? It's Jed? No! What? Jesus. Fuck! He's a what? <laughs> fuck. This is a classic, man. Dude, I'm... I, I blew it. Oh. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm mad. I'm just a little bit disappointed. Well, we yep. don't have a cooler, anyways. Um, damn. The yeah, answer is Frank April Enlightened. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh my god. You that get a sucks. participation award. Oh, thank you. And also, for good measure, I just got to let you know this. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Can I open this now? Yeah, you can. We got a uh, Harrison's opening of. Uh, it's not even a prize pack. It's almost like a disappointed pack. Oh, this is a prize pack? Are you kidding me? He's got a... I got air fresheners. I got, got stickers. Bombhole coffee mug. Oh, dude. This bombhole is stickers. That's my bomb. Pro, pro model air freshener, by the way. Yeah, Stony Buds pro model. 
We got oh, a yeah. limited bucket. edition bucket bombhole hat. bucket. Son. Bucket hat. That's what's up. All these products are available at bombhole.com. Dude, Harry's well. going to look good in a bucket hat. I feel like you can pull the bucket hat off. I think I could pull it off. I think I could pull off this whole outfit, maybe. Yeah, the cheddar biscuits tea. Yeah. We need to get a bucket hat on Justin Benny's head. That stat is super for a nice. photo. Oh, yeah. We should kid, shoot one kid, of Harry, too. Kid looks good in a bucket. Yeah, the kid can pull off a bucket. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, he's, a, he's the man. So, um, thank you. Thank hey, you for, for that. For part two of Name That Video Part for the listeners, uh, here we go. I go all the days and days with rhyme displays that engrave deep as x-rays. I can take a phrase as well as her. Eric being Rakim. Somebody used I'm almost it there. Recently. I'm almost there on that one. Thank you guys for playing. Can we take a second to talk about that uh that that spelling bee intro? Oh, yeah, we can talk about the spelling bee intro. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. That was good. <laughs> I'm already reminiscing about how sweet that was. Thank you. I hit up Thank uh, you, Hava. For, for the listeners, yeah, we hit up Hava Fernandez. And then the other soundbite, uh, I don't want anybody freaking out out there. I don't want anybody losing their composure, is Will Farrell in old school. And he starts banging the metal chairs on the lockers. It's after he uh, just caught on fire in the school mascot outfit. That was so. great work. Yeah, maybe Very we'll, good. Should we make. We'll. Uh, Maybe maybe the listeners can give us some feedback if we should make the spelling bee like a weekly thing. I want to hit you with some words. Oh yeah, I'm. I got this. Are you good? Oh yeah, you're good spelling. Oh yeah, decent. It seemed like Jeez. the words you chose were kind of all related a little bit. Yeah, they too. were kind of yes, related. Yes, they. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's funny in school. A plus writer, creative writer. I believe that D speller. Okay, which is interesting. Creative is, side of the brain. Yeah, and as we know, we've kind of uh, fixed that problem. With, yeah, uh, autocorrect. Yeah, now I don't spell have to try. check and autocorrect. So you can even just ask Siri how to spell stuff if you want. You know, that's right. We don't have to think anymore. Anymore. Yeah, it's good for me actually. So. It's good for well, me. Well, Harrison's a little uh, also a writer. I don't know if you knew this. Ah, he's written many a story. Yeah, mag story. Yeah, I've written some stories for the mags over the years. Oh, me too. Um, I've written tons. Yeah, I know you have. I've read tons have you? from you. Yes, I'll have to read some of yours. Yeah, I don't know if you. Yeah, yeah, you should. I will. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's fun. I enjoy that too. I think Bridges actually hit me up a long time ago to do it, and I don't really know why. That's the thing. He he, he know he can spot someone. Yeah, like, I guess to so. use words and who wrote the Finland trip? We were all on that a couple years ago. I think I might have. I think you did. I thought Harrison was supposed to write that. I think I wrote it for like the web or something. There was like maybe like I just do what Bridges tells me on those things. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one you did, you wrote it, but then I think I wrote something for the web about for the it. web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The World Wide Web. If you didn't know, maybe Harrison didn't make the deadline, so they nah. hit me up last minute. I don't know. I don't know because nah. I remember you were supposed to write it. I kind of remember that too, but I think I, from my perspective, they were like, "Oh, Eastone's doing it," and I was like, "Cool." I was like, oh. "Good." I don't have to stress about that. And fun fact, it pays to write. Yeah, yeah, it can definitely you can get pay. like seven hundred bucks to a G. Yeah, I've. Uh, I've done some some uh, blurbs over the years for sure, and uh, and yeah, it's yeah, the it's features, fun. Features will pay up. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's uh, you know, it's good to to sit and write sometimes. I'm gonna hit you with a Patreon question that is gonna make you think. It's kind of a think think tank question here. Okay. From Justin Caffiero. Nice. Can you talk about how the general job description of being a pro snowboarder has changed over the years? And what your thoughts are on the current state of being a professional snowboarder? Totally. 
Um, think great tank. question. Yeah, great question from Calf. Um, and uh, he's a homie as well, I believe. And uh, so the... Yeah, I guess over the years, things have definitely changed because of the internet. Um, we've seen it go from DVD uh, to Instagram. And um, and there's sort of, I think there's some middle ground there because people are still filming straight up video parts. Uh, people will always still be making homie videos and, and doing, and you know, making really fun to watch projects. Uh, but yeah, we've also seen, you know, people transition into like other things and Instagram is, is pretty, uh, prevalent for that. We've got a lot of, I just, for me, nothing's really changed. I guess like less focus a little bit on like street riding and stuff like that. But, um, in general, I, I kind of just wonder about kids. Like, I wonder about the generations who are younger than us that are coming up in snowboarding. And I'm like, I'm wondering what are these, what's their ultimate goal? Or like, what are they looking at for sick shit? You know, like and they're probably not going to form a crew and go make a video together. Yeah. Like that's, I guess part of me, I've been wondering that too. I'm like, so like, what does, you know, someone like, like Zeb Powell, for example, who's like this ultra talented kid, like, does he even care about a video part or is question. he like super just stoked to just do what he's doing, which is super awesome too. And working know? for him. Yeah. I mean, he, to me, it's like, Oh, he just shreds and films and puts it on Instagram or maybe it's, you know, a project specific edit, but you know, I'm just wondering if where we'll see those guys go or even like miles Falcon, you know, too. It's like, what does he want to do? I have no clue. Miles Fallon. Miles Fallon. That's what I said. It's not like you said Falcon. It sounded like I think that's his Instagram. I said handle, Falcon. Right? <laughs> Is it? I, I think so. I it's hope sudden, so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's a but good yeah, topic. What are these kids gonna do? I mean, yeah. I think they're all looking at Instagram and TikTok, and they don't give a shit about the video. Part. I do think that Burton was trying to get some of those kids in the streets and traveling around. So maybe it's gonna be up to the brands to fund these projects, send these kids on their way. Yeah. And get like, them all together. To me, it's like I, you know, I'm just. I just wonder. I'm like, yeah. what do they think is what do they think is cool? You know, like, are they like, oh, video parts are super lame? Do you think they think they're lame? I don't know. Probably depends. It would suck if we never got to see what Zeb Powell's potential fully is. I mean, he filmed part. half a part for the 32 video last year. Yeah. So he's oh, not that's like, right. He's yeah, out yeah. there in the so streets. He's, he's doing way. it. You know, he's not. Yeah, yeah. And I think he wants to. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but I'd imagine yeah. that that's that's the next step. And and when you're that good. You know, it's so easy for these guys to get clips. It's ridiculous. It is a lot easier for these kids. To get you know what I'm in saying? In their mind, they're just pre-programmed. They already know someone can do it, so I can, yeah. they can do it, and then they're on to the next thing. And there's almost like that phase of like invincibleness before, mm. like that. Before that some, you hit a certain that, like age. at a certain age, sometimes you see somebody between like 16 and 22. Yeah. Where you're just on this wave Invincible. where you can do fucking anything mm-hmm. until you've, like, broken your leg or had some, like, Or brutal. seen something gnarly happen. Yeah. Or, yeah. Totally. I think you're right. It's that invincibility phase. Oh, yeah. It's time to pay the bills here. We're going to take a second to talk about Wild Mike's Ultimate Pizza. First of all, their pizza is incredibly tasty, and it's made with all natural ingredients. There's no artificial anything. Now, Buds and I hammer these things. I keep a couple hammer. in my fridge, or my freezer, rather, all the time, we're hitting the cheesy bites. 
We're hitting the pizzas. They support us. You should support them. Go out and grab yourself a Wild Mike's pizza. Now let's get back to the show. So, uh, Harrison, let's talk a little bit about this board back here and just your general setup, how you do your angles, what kind of flex you like, what boards you like. This right here, Solomon Dance Hall 152. Um, I got the Quantum Bindings. These things are carbon fiber. Very, very expensive. Very, very high-end. I also ride the Solomon Malamute, which is the stiffest boot that they make. Um, for me, the best combination of things is kind of a stiff uh, boot and binding with a medium flex board. I find that works best for me because, uh, you know, we've kind of talked about a little lazy and, uh, you know, having that stiffer stuff down there, I find that I can just sort of bend my knees and, and get away with it. You know what I mean? As opposed to? I don't know. As opposed to like working super hard, like... I just feel like with stiffer boots, a lot of shit's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Easier to land on jumps. Yeah, easier to land on jumps and like... It's almost like a brace, if you will. Like a... Like yeah. If you have knee braces, ankle braces, it's like kind of... As opposed to a soft boot, is much more room for movement. Yeah, I used to rock soft boots, I think, as a as a kid. And then I just gradually started to enjoy, uh, you know stiffer products what about on the high back you're binding do you rock any forward lean yeah high backs i'm definitely um i'm definitely rocking some forward lean i'm also kind of uh with the shadow fit technology which is which is the softer heel cup i rotate my high backs as well so there's sort of uh that's pretty tech dude. yeah fine mix yeah, I've always been rotating my high backs and everything. A lot of people don't do that. That's tight. They're yeah. parallel with your heel edge. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a it's an important thing for me, actually. Um, but yeah, I can't even see the forward lean adjuster on those things. It's on the that's, side. That's yeah. Oh, it's on the sick. Side. It's kind of a one. You gotta like find the right point where it's yeah where it feels where it right. works for you. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but I also yeah I ride like all the, all the boards. What about really. the angles? Um, angles, width. I'm pretty sure front, I'm around 15, 15 to 18, de- uh, depending upon terrain. And then uh, the back, I'm rocking probably negative three, maybe negative three to negative six, also terrain dependent. It's about what I run. And then uh, prob- I'm also around like 21 and a half inches wide, I believe. And that can also fluctuate feel like for me i just i kind of hate changing boards um and so it would be better if i really really knew my stance but that's pretty much it you do anything like tune tuning wise edge wise tuning wise i if i'm if i'm looking to hit the park i'm i'll definitely take off some some of the edge but uh besides that not really i mean yeah if i was if i was setting up to go to a kink rail, I would file where I'd be sliding through, probably. You know. Do you wax a lot? I like to wax. Yeah, I think uh, that's another thing. Over the years, you know, you realize that if you're nice to your board, it'll be nice to you back. Pays so, you back. Huh? Yeah, you want to kind of keep that thing uh, as in best shape as you can, um, which is sometimes harder. If you're hitting the streets, then you're gonna fuck your board up. You gotta kind of choose spots that maybe won't. I don't know. It's up to you. 
Now, this year you filmed for uh, the Solomon Snowboard Project that comes out next fall. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Um, so we came together in this time, in this year of COVID, and uh, we've we've been filming a little bit. It's mostly myself, Emma Crosby, Zach Hale, Riley Nickerson, Desiree, um, we got Pat Fava in the mix. We got some stuff of Bodie. Um, yeah, we we're working with a lot of like who we have, I guess, in the U.S. that we can that we can film with. And then I know that um, the Canadian homies are also working on something similar. And then also the European dudes are doing doing something as well. So mm. kind of interested to see if they all fit together or. Or how it's gonna work out, but um, yeah, it's been it's been fun, you know. Like like I said before, I kind of wasn't sure if we were gonna have a winter at all. So anything that we've been doing, like all the trips, it's like, yeah, like it's been it's been good, you know. Uh, I have a special request from uh, Tucker, our uh, shipping guy here at the bombhole. He wanted to. He was very fascinated about you during the Team Thunder days. Uh, back in the day. Wow. So let's talk about those Team Thunder videos. I love it. Yeah. Um, early on, my first experience filming with people was with the Team Thunder dudes, and that was a Salt Lake City-based crew uh, out of here. It was like Will Tuddenham. Kind of like Junior Bacon Kids now. Straight up. I, yeah, it was It was an extension of Kids Know and of Love Hate. It was like fully influenced by that. And um which I kind of, which I was too, for sure. You know, I was obviously just as inspired by all those videos as everybody else. Um, I never had a peacoat, but you know, they were around, and uh, and yeah, Team Thunder was sick. Those guys, they they opened me, they opened up to me like with open arms, and they were, yeah, they were just super friendly. I think a lot of you know, they're Jack Mormons. And uh, they were Jack Mormons, huh? and like, uh, yeah. So it was sick. I don't know. We they they let me film with them basically, and um, and that's where one of your more famous nicknames came from. Yes, which one? Yes. Harrison Gore-Tex. Ah, uh, yes, and uh, that all spawned because Why, he was wearing Gore-Tex jackets out in the streets. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was at the Rail Gardens, and I had on a jacket, and I think these guys were like, "What are you doing?" You know. And I was like, it's snowing. But, uh, yeah. People, Still, nothing, nothing, you nothing like <laughs> your friends making fun of you for wearing a jacket while it's snowing. That's, that's snowboarding. harsh jokes right there. Yeah. That's the type of uh, harsh critics that you find. Harsh critics. Yeah. Wearing a jacket in the streets. Yeah. I mean, they kind of had their shit more dialed than me a little bit, D-wise, I guess, at that point. So I get it, you know. But, uh, but yeah, those guys were super, super good snowboarders and – and everything, so yeah, it was it was a treat to be hanging with the Team Thunder bros, especially, uh, you know, yeah, Cody Comrie and all these guys, Ben Gustafson, like they're all they're all OGs to me. Uh, before we get out of here, we've been chatting for a while. Do you have anybody you want to thank? Yeah, um, long list of thank yous out there for sure. Um, you know, my parents and. Uh, all my friends at home and in snowboarding and um we got you know Kevin Stevenson at Solomon and um 
everybody there actually all the people in europe too and then uh we got the monster crew we got uh ashbury val surf is a big one it's the board shop i've been riding for they've been around since 1962 so that's some street cred for me um and them and uh yeah just you know you guys for having me on i appreciate it i'm a big fan i appreciate the work that you guys put into this you know it's cool to see consistent snowboard media that's uh high end you know on the higher end of things so that's awesome yeah thank you glad you think that this high end appreciate that a lot yeah let's get these uh tripods taped up then <laughs> Yeah, I'll, get, I'll get, tape, get up to high end. Yeah, I'll tape where the cameras are supposed to go for you guys. <laughs> the powder, the powder <laughs> panda is about to do be our new uh, production assistant. Production uh, assistant. Harrison, we're manager. looking, we're looking for an intern if you uh, if you are interested. Yeah, you yeah, know, I'm down. College credit or anything? For sure. You're yeah. probably going to migrate back to Canada pretty soon, though. Huh? I'm going back to Southern California. Southern California for summer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and will the wife come down? Yeah, she's coming down. I'm actually. I'm excited. I'm going to go check out Oregon for a little bit. Hit up uh, the Holy Bowly. Um, oh, you're hitting Holy Bowly. Hitting Holy Bowly. And then uh, and then we're going to cruise down to Mammoth. Uh, looks like maybe the three of us will be hanging out there. So I'm excited for that. So what's that's like Monday, huh? Woo. Yes. Exactly. Dope. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having uh, Harrison Gore-Tex on, the Powder Panda. Thank you, Chris. Uh, and thank you, Eastone. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening, watching, tuning in every week. We will see you next week over and out from the bomb hole.